This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on back, boys? What's going on, boys and girls? Sorry, I got I already started on the wrong foot here. But welcome back once again back to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. Um, it's Tuesday morning. Um, hope you everybody had a great weekend. Um, lots of exciting things going on in the kayak fishing world. Uh, the uh, classic, just took, not the classic, but the Bass Master Kayak Series Championship took place a couple of weekends ago. Again, big shout out to Eric Siddiqui who won that tournament. Uh, Hobie BOS just released their new or um, published their new tournament. So you can um, learn the new tournament, the neutral, I think it's Chickamauga. Um, and it got sold out in nine minutes. That is crazy. I'm sure if they, if we keep records on this, this is probably the fastest or quickest a kayak fishing tournament has sold out. I mean, sold out in nine minutes, from what I understand. Um, so one of the posts that I saw, I think it was on the KBN, but definitely got sold out the first day because it's Friday and I saw it this morning and already got sold out. So when they say got sold out in nine minutes, I'm going to trust in on them. It definitely got sold out within the first hour. That's very exciting. Just to see the 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 growth of the Hobie BOS, Bassmasters, KBF, that's just awesome. Um, shout out to AJ McWhorter and everybody that's involved in growing the kayak fishing community. Let's keep this going and hope for the best for the tournaments. I was kind of worried with the gasoline prices going up, how the national tournaments are go- were going to be affected by it. But at the moment, Hobie BOS, again, is going in strong, and that's great for everyone involved, not just Hobie BOS, but Bassmaster Kayak Series and KBF and the All-American Bass Kayak Series. So great, great stuff coming up. Anyways, this episode, we got Kaylin Johnson. For those of you who don't know, who don't know Kaylin Johnson, Great angler, got a chance to meet him at the Hobie BOS in Toledo, Ben. He was fishing that tournament in conjunction with the Bass Nation Kayak Series for Louisiana. Great angler for Louisiana. Great guy to talk to. Um, I only had a chance to talk to him for about a couple of hours. We kind of kept in touch with social media and finally got a chance uh, with his busy schedule to come up to the show. So I'm really excited to have Kaylin Johnson on the episode. Um, You're going to enjoy this episode a lot, like always. Uh, Hopefully you will. So we're going to call a quick commercial. Before we do that, we want to thank our sponsor, Douglas Rock. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup of LRS, X-Matrix, and award-winning fly fishing rods, douglasoutdoors.com. Quick commercial for Waypoints, and then we'll bring Kalen Johnson right in. Mr. Kalen Johnson, how are you doing, my man? Oh, I'm doing good, brother. Doing good. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Thank you so much. I know you've had a busy, busy schedule this week, um, especially today. So I just really want to thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to come up to the podcast and kind of introduce my listeners to Kaylin Johnson and KDJ Fishing. 
So before we start, Kellen, what is it that you do for a living? Now, you work at a hospital? Yes. Right? Yes, I work at a hospital, um, director of environmental services. So I'm dealing with chemical spills, infectious waste, hazard waste, all that good stuff throughout the hospital. That's interesting. I worked at the airport, so I had to take that. I think it was, I had to take two trainings a year, mandatory, the OSHA and the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency and the OSHA. I can't remember what it stands for, but man, they were like tough trainings for like, at the beginning, they kind of like loosen it up a little bit. But I remember when I started working, I used to work in the cargo cargo hangar. And that was like a 200 question training. And I needed to pass with, I think, 90 score or I didn't have a job. So I know the importance of, you know, chemical waste and all that is not lost on me. Trust me. So very, very important job that you do. Definitely. Definitely. So, Kaylin. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you and how you got into kayak fishing. Now, you know what you do for a living. What got you into fishing, kayak fishing, and then kind of like building a name, a brand name out of it? Well, honestly, at, what got me into kayak fishing was being a broke college student. <laughs> <laughs> so as a college student, you know, you don't have the funds to go out and buy a brand new boat or whatever the case may be. Um, so knowing the passion that I always had for fishing um i just had the bright idea the bright idea to go ahead and try to find a way to get a kayak while i was in college which would allow me to go out and fish the way i want now i i've never prior to getting a kayak i I had never kayak fish a day in my life so i didn't know what it entitled i didn't know what what i needed or anything like that um i just went ahead and took a took a jump in the water and, and tried kayak fishing. And I fell in love with it ever since. How was that first hook set on a kayak? You know, what was that it, experience like? It, it was amazing. Um, it, the, my first trip was in Pornishan, Louisiana. Uh, I went, you know, do some sight fishing because prior to getting into bass fishing in the kayak, I was all about redfish. Um, and I still love it. But um, my first trip was in Pornishan, Louisiana. And that's down there in Homer, Louisiana, which you should come down and we should go fishing because I guarantee you, you will be hooked on it. Um, uh, you, you had me at fishing. <laughs> you had me at red fishing. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely come on down with Brandon and we'll 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 have a good time. But um, but yeah, that was my first trip, and I'll never forget that trip. Uh, my video did and everything, so I had a great time. That's awesome, man. I I went uh, red fishing, not out of a kayak, out of a tour tour fishing boat um last year in south padre island and i loved mm-hmm. it we got a i actually caught my first redfish wasn't a keeper but i did catch a bunch bunch of uh trout fish um and it was awesome the and i don't know if you eat your catch or i don't know how you know for you is it like i know for bass is catch and release i don't know if for, for you redfish is catch and release or any other fish that you catch is catch and release but man oh man that 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 trout and that redfish meat are delicious. Are oh, it's it's good. It, it's really good. Um, and I mean, I love practicing catch and release with redfish, bass, whatever whatever I fish for. I, I like to practice catch and release. But um, fish, like you said, trout, even it's very good table food as well. Um, but I encourage catch and release, and I definitely promote it. No problem. That's awesome. So how do you got into, now let me ask you this. When you were in college, were you like, did you have like a scholarship for fishing? No. When, when I got in college, they didn't have college fishing at that, at that time. Um, now later on, like before I graduated my senior year, that uh, Nickel State University, which is the school I graduated from, they got the, um, their college fishing team the year I was graduating. So um, I participated, you know, in meetings and stuff like that, but I never participated in tournaments and whatnot. Um, so I, I kind of missed that that way. Disappointing. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of wish you were five years, four years yeah, younger, right? Yeah, yeah. I wish it would have caught me a little bit later. I could have fished in high school, got a scholarship in college, and went with the whole. But hey, happens like that sometimes. Yeah, it, it, it is. But hey, you know, 
you can proudly say you were part of that movement that has opened the doors for yeah, other people definitely. now. Um, even if we're like, you know, a small little grain of salt in it, just everything that we do, I don't think of myself too highly with this, but I also think that doing a podcast kind of helps out grow that. And now you see with the Hobie BOS doing a college series. I mean, that's great for college. And if, if there's something to be proud of and kind of like, you know, uh, brush your own shoulders, you know, being part of something and contributing, even if it's just a little small grain of, of sand into something much bigger than yourself or the sport, which is helping uh, kids um, financially go, you know, be able to get a scholarship and go to college. Yes. That's awesome, man. That's something to be proud of for sure. Oh, yeah. And definitely, definitely doing what you've done in the social media content side helps that that way, you know, because if nobody hears about it, nobody follows it, then it's not going to grow as fast or as productive. So you having a social media following um, and creating content is really uh, uh, one of those building blocks that helps this sport grow. And again, helps other people, not just yourself, but the community grow and get to a point where there's scholarships involved in college. So it's a way to kind of like pay it forward or pay it back. Now, tell us a little bit, Kaylon, about your social media, because I was really impressed with your content. I know, and I'm not a huge content creator, so I'm still kind of trying to navigate the whole social media thing. I like to concentrate more on what I feel comfortable, which is the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I always try to learn from other people. I mean, where is, you know, where do I draw the line of, okay, this is too much post or, you know, this is kind of watered down. But your content creation, as far as Instagram and your YouTube videos, are really top notch, and it's more about quant quality than quantity. Mm-hmm. How is your approach to KDJ fishing? What do people look forward to when they follow you on your social media accounts? Um, basically, my my thing is you just be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, be yourself. Don't try to do too. Um, and that's what I do. I just, I'm, I'm, what you see is what you get. I mean, I am who I am. Um, my passion for fishing, it's going to automatically show through the photos, through the videos and things like that. That's just the passion that I have for it. So, um, when I, when I create those, those videos or post those photos, my, my whole objective is not it's not the look at me attitude, like, oh, look, mm-hmm. you know, look at this, look at that. My whole outlook of it is to to allow people to see my world through my eyes. You know, they people there's there's people that don't know much about fishing at all. I get mm-hmm. messages all the time on Instagram on you know just simple things about fishing. So that lets you know that there are a lot of people that's watching you that don't have a clue on how to get started. And that's that's basically my reason for putting out certain videos and things like that is because I want to get certain people. Well, I just want to get people in general hooked on fishing the way that I am, because I know the positivity that it can bring into a person's life. Um, and it can be it can really be. Someone's medicine for whatever it is that they're going through. So um, whenever people look at my my content, what they have to look forward to is a guy that's being true to himself, a guy that's just trying to share and spread the 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 good, joyful experiences that fishing has to offer us. And what you see on those videos and those photos, you can do it, too. You know, it's not just it doesn't take a special person to do that. You can do so. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I appreciated and kind of like the vibes that I got when we met. Um at the Hobie BOS event, you're not one of those guys that's like, oh, look at me. I'm this, you know, this rock star. You're really low-key kind of business um, aspect of it in the sense that you're professional about it. Um, and you're not there to kind of gloat. Just you, yeah. It shows that you really love what you do and you want to mm-hmm. share it. And like you said, right. people to look at through your eyes. And that's something that I kind of appreciate. And one, when we, we're talking about it, it's like, you know, Caitlin is somebody that I really love to bring to the podcast just because I think um, that's the right attitude that we want to, you know, inspire other generations. So other people um, to go, 
you know, to pick up this sport. You know, it's not just an old man's sports like it used to be. So also a young man's sports, you know, like we mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, high school um, and college scholarships going as well as other people that are maybe can't afford to buy a boat, but still love fishing and other people that are, you know, like myself that are, you know, uh, reaching that 50, 60 years old mark and, you know, kind of want something a little bit more laid back yeah. you know, that they can enjoy. And so it really is when we talk about the generation of kayak fishing, we're not talking about young people as well. It's just, it's just this movement that, you know, it, you know, it could be people from all types of ages, backgrounds, uh, you know, it's not gender specific it's not age specific. It's not uh, uh, financially demographic specific. It's for everybody to enjoy. Right. Um, and the the way that you approach it, it seems like it's one of those or that it's grown organically. Mm -hmm. What has been your biggest inspiration? Um, not let me ask you this question. It's going to be a two part question. When it comes to fishing and growing as a fisherman, leaving the content creation out of it. What has been your biggest inspiration for you that you've learned from watching and understanding fishing, whether it's a family member or um, an influencer or a TV personality? Um, honestly, my biggest in life. Okay. So in life, you, I mean, maybe, maybe you can relate to me on this, but in, in life, I find that um, when you get a certain age, or a certain maturity level, you start to mm -hmm. try to figure out something that's going to challenge you, something that's going to challenge you to be the best you that you can be. And I believe that for me, <clears throat> fishing is such a, a, a deep, <clears throat> excuse me, a deep passion for me. I figured that that is a way that it can challenge me to be the best man that I can be for myself. You know, I don't want to be better than this angler, that angler, the next angler. My goal every day is to be a better angler than I was yesterday. You know, every regardless if you're competing in a tournament or just just fishing, just to improve your skills every day, your biggest competitor is yourself. Yeah. And in fishing, I find that that is one of the one of the big and easiest ways that you can test your perseverance your patience, um, just all the little aspects of life that can mold you into the man that you are looking to be. Because fishing teaches you so many things. Yeah. Like it's, it's not about just catching a fish. You know what I mean? When you go out fishing, your mind starts to wonder. And when your mind starts yes. to wonder, you can find yourself finding yourself, like figuring out who am I? What do I like? What do I not like? You have no choice but to think about those things because you are out on the water and there's nothing else around you. You know what I mean? Especially whenever you go out by yourself, mm -hmm. you, you, you are your company. So you have the only company you have are your thoughts. Yeah. Sometimes that's the worst company. Sometimes that's the best company. <laughs> but whenever you're out fishing by yourself, you can't run from that. So that is the best time for an individual to to realize who am I? What do I like? What do I want out of life? And that's that's why I believe fishing can be one of the greatest teachers of life. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. You kind of hailed it, hit it, the nail on the head on that as far as the way I approach it and the way I view it. I know we were talking about talking about the you're competing against yourself or determined. That's goes back to the uh, conversation was having with Charlie Wells and that bass fishing dude on the, the live segment about three weeks ago where somebody asked like, well, how do you, you know, how do you still enjoy tournament fishing when it's so stressful and, you know, you don't always win. Um, most of the time you don't win because only can be one winner. But it, when you look at it from the standing sport, right. But it's like you mentioned, it's not, it's not you competing against anybody else. It's just you competing against your, against your personal best against the best version of yourself how do you improve that mm -hmm. and i think one of the most underrated part about fishing and kayak fishing i always relate to kayak fishing because kayak fishing more than boat fishing or bank fishing you have to fight the elements right 
you don't have, most of us don't have a motor. And even if you do have a motor, it's not like, you know, I don't know, 120, even 50 horsepower motor on the back of your boat where you can just, right. you know, run away from weather if you need to. You're there. You know, mm -hmm. you have to find the current. You have to find the fight the wind. Um, you have to find different elements and yet at the same time kind of figure out what the bite is and how are you going to catch the fish. And that's something that, I mean, you just, I don't know if there's any substitute. Like, different people gravitate to different things. Like I used to do mountain biking and I love mountain biking. Um, and to me, the way that I would apply it is, well, this, I, I can't get up this hill without having to stop and kind of walk or, you know, get off the bike. So my quest was like, how do I improve myself wherever that I don't have to stop at this hill when I'm going uphill or downhill, whatever it was. Now that I'm kayak fishing, it's like, how do I figure out the puzzle? How do I put it together? And what I realized, and I think it's one of the most underrated parts about fishing and kayak fishing is like, it helps you in life. Like, I don't understand people that ask me, like, what are you doing this for? If you're throwing back the fishes, if you're not keeping the fish, it's catch and release. What's the point of going out four, five, sometimes eight hours fishing? That's the point of it. It's not, it's not just catching a fish. It's figuring out the, what the problem is and improving on it. And that gives you, I mean, I can't. I can even tell you something you have to experience for yourself for those mm -hmm. that haven't yet is it helps you in life. Whenever you're struggling with something, you get, you, it, it trains you to have patience. Right. And I'll give you an example. And I, I know this show is about you and I, and I, and I, we want to talk about your tournament, but you hit on a good point that, you know, I can't see myself stop talking from it, but when I went fishing this week, and I mentioned it on my stories, I went to a lake where I stunk so bad every time I go. But it's like, I don't want to go to a lake where I know how to catch him. I want to go to a lake where I don't know how to catch him that doesn't have as much bass. And it's hard to catch him because that's going to help my perseverance. And I'm going to try a technique that should be working for the conditions but maybe it's not the one that I want. And I'm a power fisherman. You know, I love chatterbaits, crankbaits, uh, bus baits. Um, but I was forced to, I'm going to leave that down and I'm going to throw a net rig, which I hate. But I want to force myself because I have to learn to be patient if I want mm -hmm. to, you know, complete the mission kind of uh, sort of mentality. And that helps you in life because now in life, when you have a problem, you learn to be patient. You learn to think, you learn to figure out what the puzzle, what the problem is and how to solve it. And I think yep. that's, I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest oversight uh, that people kind of like don't understand. And that that's like, you can have it, other it ways. I mean, it doesn't have to be kind of fishing. Yes. Yeah. It helps your problem solving skills, you know? It does. So, and it teaches you patience and perseverance. Absolutely. And like you said, you just out there on the water and just kind of think of all the things that you need to think on and kind of like get the, you know, we all have negative thoughts, you know, oh, yeah. we all go through stuff. Do one of those that are kind of like start removing them from your thoughts and kind of like have your own time to just forget about them oh, yeah. and find a way to not have them resurface. Because uh, it, it's human nature. A lot of, we, we all, at some point of our lives, we all went through a stage to where we used to run away from ourselves. We didn't want to deal with anything that we had to deal with. Yes. We didn't want to deal with, you know, mental, emotional, whatever it is. We didn't want to deal with it. So we used to do whatever we could to avoid it and run from it. But whenever you get into fishing, when you're out there on the water by yourself, you can't run from it, buddy. Yep. <laughs> you can't be there. You can't run from it, you know, so. You can't pick up the remote control and turn the TV on and start watching a movie and try to forget about it. Can't do it. That's that's very true. And I and one of the things is you sometimes don't even notice how it helps you. Yeah. Like if I would have been home before I started kayak fishing, I would have been home. Um, if or was at work or dealing with stress, negative soft spot in my mind, right? And it it's it's grows roots in your heart mm -hmm. and it's hard to get them out. 
when I started kayak fishing, those kind of like things, those kind of like inner demons, whatever, they kind of start going away because now you're fishing, distracted, doing something productive. And again, some people may have other stuff that that helps them. Right. It doesn't have to be kayak fishing. Whatever your kayak fishing is, whether it's mountain biking, whether it's playing chess, whether it's um, whatever it is, you know, find it. Um, well, here for us, it's kayak fishing. So that's what we're going to talk about. But it really helps you because now those negative thoughts are less common. And now everything else kind of in your life simplifies. Now mm-hmm. things that used to weigh you down and complicate other decisions in your life, because those things that are not weighing you down are not there anymore. Those other decisions in your life come a lot easier and therefore everything else comes a lot easier. And I think it's, Correct. I mean, it's something that you can't, I know I'm going down a deep. Oh, no, <laughs> no, this. no, no, but you're definitely you're telling the truth. It is. But uh, going back to more of a fun topic here, what has been, we noticed you said the, the influence as a kayak fisherman. Now, what has been your biggest influence as a content creator, you know, doing whether it's YouTube or whether it's Instagram or Facebook, what has influenced you to, you know, give the approach that you have on it? Um, just basically, number one, just it's something I enjoy doing, just doing what I love. It brings me joy, it brings me happiness. But also, um, I always want to make sure that I'm inspiring somebody some way, you know, and through through content creation, um, whenever you're creating these videos and photos and things like that, if you approach it in a positive manner, inspiring someone, um, you may not know, but someone along the way who's watching your content or being inspired by you, it, I, it a little while just to figure that out. Um, year after year after year, I get just random messages from people I don't know um, about how much I inspired them from all from all walks of life, different races, whatever the case may be. May be. Just I inspired them some way, somehow. Something I may have said, something that may have, that I may have done, um, the way I handled a certain situation, whatever it can be, um, I inspired them. So. That's that's the two things that I would have to say that motivates me to create quality content is number one, it brings me joy and happiness. I enjoy doing it, but also just knowing that I can inspire someone along the way and motivate them to be better or do better. Um, that's that's good enough for me. That's that's something that I think is um, is very important and very responsible. And like you mentioned, you look to inspire everybody from every race. Now, I noticed you work with uh, B-Lat, Brian Latimer, who I think has been instrumental in helping people in the, uh, in the Black community kind of like um, grow in this sport. Because mm-hmm. it used to be really, when you look at it historically, it's kind of it used to be just kind of like a Southern white man sport. You know, now it's moved on with the small bass fishing into, you know, more um, Northern areas. So the sport is growing and with it, culturally is growing and we see people um from the black community now you know having an influence in this and i think a lot of companies like catch coal companies kind of recognize that and want to help out you know whether it's for their own growth or to and also help people in minorities communities Mm -hmm. kind of like um help in this sport do you see yourself in that role uh, you know personally as helping people in your community grow whether it's louisiana or other parts of the state um grow in the fishing and kayak fishing oh yeah definitely um it's very important because uh, i mean you know it, it's it's tough and just not in louisiana but just all over the world you know you have you have these some kids that are they're stuck in certain environments um and they can't get out because their their kids they can't get out so um i I just think that it's important for them to know that there's so many different things that you can do in life you know it's not just about basketball or football if you want to talk about you know sports or whatnot um there's a lot of kids that like fishing but they don't have nobody to take them fishing they don't have nobody to show them the proper way to fish and and do certain things um 
And you know, it's 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 crazy because I it it, it has been brought to my attention many a times. Like you know, people tell me, man, it's I don't, I don't you know I, I don't see too many you know African Americans that fish the way that you fish. You know, and it, it's I mean, if you think about it. It's really not the the if you look at the 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 total pool number of African Americans that that may fish on a professional level or whatnot, it's really not that large of a number compared mm. to other races. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, and that's nobody's fault per se, but it's just I guess people some people look at it and you know, especially those kids when they see it. It's like, oh, maybe I can do that, or, or I want to do that. And I mean, I've I've been to a birthday party to where I was told that I had to bring a photo, an autographed photo, of me fishing, and that's what that's what her son wanted for her, for his birthday. That's awesome. Was an autographed photo of me fishing, and because he he loves all my content, he goes to school, he talks about my content, he shows my content. I've I've had teachers want me to come speak to their class because. There's there's kids in their class in her class that um I I guess they had the little uh what it's called when the kids have to tell the teachers what they Show want to do when they grow up yeah something like that um yeah. and there was a couple of kids that wanted to be a professional fisherman because of That's the awesome. because they follow me on Instagram you know what I mean so it's it's things like that 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 it humbles me and it it just makes me realize that people are watching you know what I mean black white Whatever it is, people are watching and you have to be careful with how you move. Be careful with how you talk because you're watching. You just don't. That's that's a very good point. And I think that's kind of like one of the underrated parts of it. Like people a lot of times are like, well, I want to be, you know, it's cool to think, OK, I want to be this influence in fashion. There's a lot of responsibilities kind of. <laughs> Shaming myself, I, mean, I should be ashamed of saying this, but kind of like that Spider-Man movie, you know, the like great power comes with responsibility. Now, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, kind of like applying it to fishing, you know, having this um, uh, ability to kind of influence kids, like you mentioned, by your social media, kind of brings responsibility because they're gonna follow what you do, you know, if. if and that's I've I've gone to you know rants about that in past podcasts, but it's really very important, especially when you see um, people that um, like yourself that have that influence on younger people. You know that age demographic is so important to you know be able to show them you can grow it organically and not just or not you know trying to use clickbaits or you know to make yourself famous. Um, but actually gain the respect of the community, you know, the kayak fishing community or the fishing community in general, at the same time growing your your social media. I think it's very important. So it's a big responsibility. And, you know, kudos to you. You know, I followed your Instagram account and, and, and some of your uh, videos, and I see that in you, that sense of responsibility and just kind of humbleness about it that I think it's a great role models for kids. And speaking about role models, you did have a chance to fish with Brian Latimer um, the, uh, in Louisiana, um, your home state. How was that experience? Have, had you had, had you met him in person before and how did that came about when you have this opportunity? How you felt about having that opportunity? Uh, well, me and Brian, we've, we've been friends for a good while. Um, well, we, we've talked, before and things like that but we never had a chance to actually fish together so um it was it was definitely a a, a great experience i was i was honored and humbled for him to actually want to take the time out to come down and uh, film a show with me um it, it, it was fun it, it was past due we had been talking about fishing together um and we're still talking about fishing together off camera just going out and just having a good time uh, doing some fishing um uh, but it was definitely uh, a great experience um, for us to get together, you know, get on the water, uh, you know, film an episode for his show and um, just just have a good time. It was a great experience. Yeah. And the video, by the way, where can people follow the video? I know it's on Waypoints, but if you yes. want to give them like um, where, they, where can people follow them? Where can people follow you on on both on all your social media channels? 
Well, on um, on Instagram, they can follow me on Instagram, uh, KDJ Fishing. Uh, that's my Instagram. So just KDJ Fishing is uh is where they can follow me on there. I do have Facebook, but I don't. I mean, I don't really interact with Facebook like that. All my fishing content is on Instagram and also my my YouTube channel, which is KDJ Fishing. So Instagram and YouTube, KDJ Fishing. And um, for those that haven't followed your videos, YouTube and Instagram, what do you like to focus on? Do you like to focus on teaching? Um, I know there's, you know, there's um, contributors like Fluke Master, which re really much all his video is about teaching people how to yeah. fish. Uh, and then there's that bass fishing to Brandon Mays, who does more of entertainment, you know, my day out on the water and right. my adventures and misadventures, kind of like of, of kayak fishing. What is, what is the heart and soul of your YouTube channel? and your content creation um it's a mixture of both um it's, it's a mixture of just going out in the water and having fun catching some fish along with a mixture of uh teaching you know as far as what type of lures i'm using how to approach certain fish and and things like that so um my my youtube channel is is, is a work in progress right now um there's some things i'm working on with a sponsor of mine to try to get some uh some real good content going on with that so, um, but there, there are videos that's on there right now. Um, I haven't posted in a couple of months, but uh, that's going to change this spring and summer. Awesome. So well, let me ask you this. We talked about your influence in, you know, in younger generations. Like you mentioned, it asked you for uh, career days or show and tells and, and uh, you know, send you messages trying to learn. What is your advice to, you know, a young um, lady, a young man that's trying to, you know, grow their social media as far as um, their content creation? Um, not just how to learn how to fish, but how do they grow organically? And what would you, you know, what would be your advice to anybody that's trying to grow their social media? Um, my advice to them would be, number one, always be true to yourself. Um, don't try to, you know be fake and put on this fake image of what you believe in and all that good stuff. Just be yourself, be unique, but be yourself. Um, also keep it clean, keep it clean, keep it professional because if you want to be a content creator and I'm still on the verge of building my content as a content creator, I'm not nowhere close to where I want to be, but um, we want to keep it neat, keep it uh, clean and professional because you're going to need sponsorship help from these larger companies to boost your content creation and get funds to, you know, get camera or cameras or take these trips, you know, to certain lakes. That's not 10 minutes. Now, you know, you can use those sponsorship funds to help with gas and, and whatever the case may need, whatever kind of equipment that you need to um, get the best content creation that you want um getting sponsorship help is uh going to be a big 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 deal a, a deal breaker for you as far as um the the ceiling level that you want to reach so um yeah be you be yourself be unique keep it clean keep it keep it professional and um target those 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 quality sponsorships to help you grow and and get you where you need to be that's great advice. Now you mentioned that it's nowhere near what you wanted it to be. What is your short-term or long-term goals as far as your brand is concerned? Um, as far as my KDJ fishing brand, um, I, I have some things in the works as far as apparel. Um, I have things in the works as far as doing things with organizations in my community um, to, to reach out to kids in the community and just people in general um so um just just expanding myself and 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 extending my helping hand out um in many different ways not just fishing so uh those are the the main important things that um that i would have as far as long term and short term it's not just about fishing um it, it's 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 more about um helping people with with depression anxiety mental any any things like that because like we talked about earlier fishing can help all those things so if i can find a way to target and 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 get a handful of those people together regardless if it's three five or ten 
that's 10 more people that I've helped. You know what I mean? So um, that's that that's my goal. And I've I've been in talks with a couple of people, a couple of companies and things like that to get those those things in the works. Um, and also uh, I've talked to one of my sponsors about possibly getting something started to where it's like um, I, I, don't, I don't know what to really call it. But. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't know yeah, what to really call it, but uh, it's it, it's something that's going to help people that deal with um, anxiety, depression. I've been there. I've experienced it. So I know how it feels. I know how to deal with it. Um, I know how much fishing has impacted my life to help me with those type of things. So um, I'm, I'm in the works of, of getting something started to where fishing in my brain will be in conjunction with help helping people deal with depression, anxiety, and et cetera. That, and that's one of the reasons that I, I was so looking forward to have you on the podcast, uh, Caitlin, because I have so much respect for what you do. Um, and that's something that I think everybody needs to understand. When you, when you want to start a brand, you know, you don't have to hide behind making people think that you're this rock star. And people gravitate towards, you know, vulnerability and right. and struggles. Mm -hmm. um, if you're always, you know, posting pictures about your accomplishments, like my personal best, I caught 20 bass, which we all do. That's fine. Right. Bragging, right, bragging rights. Flexing, yeah. Yeah. It's going to roll with a little bit bad. of that every now and then. <laughs> yeah. But if that's all we're posting, then there's really not a lot of people that can relate to. Right. Um, but when you post your struggles on the water, you know, and, and maybe sometimes struggles off the water that people can relate. I think that's important. It may not be, you know, the, the main subject, but it is shows, you know, showing the viewers, your followers, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay. When you fail, we all do, Absolutely. we, you know, for every five, 15 second, um, video reel that we post on Instagram of hooking a big bass, there's thousands of thousands of failure casts that we did, you know, of, of you know, you know, throwing your bait uh, on, uh, on a tree or getting a snack on the bottom or mm -hmm. having uh, a backlash or uh, uh, all those failures that we have, you know, and that I think that's important to come through as well, right? Um, because it it shows, you know, we're all humans, right? We're not trying to make ourselves, make people believe something that we're not or that right. we're invincible or, or that we are beyond mistakes or beyond struggles. And the other thing that I really appreciate about what you said, and I think I have to stress that because I think it's so important. You grow The best way to grow your brand is not by looking at what I can accomplish for myself, but what can I do to help out other people? And I think that's very important for, especially for young um, um, women or, or, or guys that are, you know, getting into the now social media game, which seems to be like the future, you know, of everything. Now everything's yeah. like surrounded around social media. We're living the social media generation right now. There is a way where you can do it where it's not just about you. It's about how you can help other people, how you can reach out. And that's the best way that comes out through that is sustainable. Oh, yeah. Um, I go in, I, I reference a lot of uh, fluke master Gene Jensen when he was on the podcast that he 90% of his content is uh, how to teach people how to fish. That is sustainable because he's like he said, his video, the first year is going to get pretty much the same amount of views as he's going to get the second and third year because there's somebody like myself that's going to go back to, oh, wait a minute, winter is coming. How do I, you know, what are the tactics for winter fishing? So let me oh, go back oh. and rewatch those videos. It's going to be a new generation yes. of anglers that are coming to age and that are thinking, I want to learn how to, you know, fish. So that always, that is, that's sustainable. And the influence that you have on whether it's, uh, younger generation, older generation, people with, um, you know, that have uh, struggles that they can relate to you, that's sustainable. 
-hmm. and that creates something that everybody's going to remain, you know, everybody that you affected possibly positive with positivity in their life. Mm -hmm. It's going to remember that for the rest of their life. You might remember the last time you watched a YouTube video, but you're not going to forget how Kalen Johnson's motivation helped me. Oh yeah. And I mean, a short story with that, um, maybe like five well i'll say about five six years ago there was a guy that that messaged me on social media he was like hey man been following you for a long time um i really would love for you to take me out fishing so i can learn from you you know yada yada i'm like okay sounds good um well he hit me with he is going through treatments chemo so he has cancer and he was like as soon as i get my strength uh my strength back you know, I, I want you to take me out, you know, in a kayak. He wants to go in the kayak. So I'm like, okay, looking forward to it. Once again, as human as human nature for us to think that we have time. Always, we always think that we have time. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that we make. But anyway, um, time goes on, time goes on. And I seen that he was getting sick. He was getting real, real sick. And the chemo was hitting him hard. The cancer was coming back strong. And I sent them a, a text message and say, hey, man, um, you know, I can't wait till you get your strength back. You know, you got to get well because we have no catch. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going, we're going fishing, blah, blah, blah. Well, a couple of weeks go by. I'm sorry, a couple of months go by. And I'm like, man, I have to hit this guy up because we have to go fishing. Well, I go to hit him up and I went and look on his social media because he didn't respond. And found out that he had passed. Oh man. And it's like I regret for a while because it's like he reached out to me because he wanted me to take him fishing because he wanted to learn my way. He seen something in me that that allowed him and that that told him that the short time that he had left on earth, he wanted to spend one of those days with me. You know what I mean? And it's like, we didn't get to do it because we thought. So that that goes to that that goes along with what you were saying about how, you know, you don't know who you're inspiring, who you're inspiring, regardless of their sickness, their health, how much money they have, their color. It, it doesn't matter their age. You have no idea who you're who you're inspiring. And it can be. It can be a deal breaking, be life changing. It, it can be anything, but you just have no idea who you're inspiring. And that right there, um, that that hit me hard because I was like, wow, like he wanted to spend time with me, knowing that he didn't have much time left. He wanted to spend time with me on the days that he had. You know what I mean? And we had I, I didn't know who, who the guy was. He didn't know who I was. He just knew me off of social media and he knew that we lived close around each other. So but Never got the chance to meet him in person. Never got the chance to teach him what I knew about fishing, although he wanted to know. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a very powerful sentiment and yeah. thought right there. That's that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. There's not much I can say to follow that up, man. I, that's yeah. very powerful. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, it's we like you mentioned, we don't have we we think we have a lot of time. So we never know. No, it could be never. gone tomorrow. So. You yep. got to take those opportunities. Let me ask you a little bit about you, Kalen. So we kind of talked about your social media. What are your goals as far as tournament fishing? Um, I we met I met you in the tournament uh, for the Hobie BOS. You were also doing the Bass Nation Pack Series for Louisiana. What are your aspirations uh, and what have been your accomplishments as far as tournament fishing? Uh, well, my goal is this year is to win a darn tournament that's for sure because <laughs> uh I, I i haven't been doing uh too hot this year um and and it's crazy because like i said i've i've been doing redfish tournaments for so long you know from louisiana to texas and things like that and i i recently started bass fishing competitively in 2020 so that's that's whenever I really started taking the bass fishing. I've, I mean, I've freshwater fished my whole life as a kid, but competitively bass fishing out of a kayak 
I just started doing that in 2020. Um, my biggest one, one of my goals, one of my accomplishments in 2020, uh, we have a, a club called BAM. Uh, it's called BAM Fishing, and it's a Louisiana uh, club based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we fish the northern part of central and northern part of Louisiana, mostly. And in 2020, um, I was I made the Elite 10 championship. So 10, the 10 best anglers out of the club made it to the Elite 10. Uh, I placed third and I had the big bass award. So that that was pretty um that was pretty special for me, just knowing that I was fairly new to bass fishing competitively. Uh for me to play in the the Elite 10 championship. That was that was pretty cool, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as my goals, as far as tournament fishing, is just to get better, get better each and every day, each and every event. Um improve it is that I I felt like I need to improve on. Um, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I can't promise or say I'm going to win an event this year, but uh, that's that's my goal. You know, that's that's my goal. So, we I noticed on you, and I have to ask you because I love scuba diving. I noticed on the wall on the back you have like some plaques for like uh, scuba diving. You do scuba diving? No, no. Um, that those plaques right there. There's an event every year for um a guy that passed away he was he was doing spear fishing i believe and uh he passed away so that's a memorial tournament that they do uh every oh, year okay. yeah so uh, i know i used to fish it all the time i haven't fished it uh i don't know the last one i won but it's been a couple of years since i fished it and uh but i, I normally used to always fish it Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I was looking at it. It's like, wait a minute, it's scuba diving. I, 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 nah, I, man. I look. I, I love fishing. I like the water, but I ain't about to go spirit. Nah. <laughs> I was. I, I, it's funny because I used to help out a guy when I lived in Puerto Rico. I used to help, have a friend that did uh, guide service in the Florida Luce. I don't know how you call it in English. Uh, Luminescent Bay. There's there's a couple of bays in Puerto Rico that have this plankton that at night when you move the water, the water lights up and it's just plants. And we used to take tourists out there and I used to help them out. Um, and I would get on the water. Now, mind you, I was in my mid twenties. I would get on the water at night and swim and you know, your whole body just lights up. It's pretty amazing. Right. Um, so I've always done scuba diving. This funny thing about it is what you just mentioned is like, I would have tourists kind of freak out. Like, are you crazy getting the water? You can't see what's down there, you know? And, now that I'm in almost my 50s, I look back at it like, I don't know if I can do that now. I just get on the pitch black water. Yeah, that, see, that's, that's the, the thing. Like, the ocean is a very intimidating place. <laughs> yeah. So, especially at nighttime. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to go. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's, there's a large percentage of the ocean that we haven't discovered yet. And I'm not trying yeah. to be the one of them to discover it. <laughs> Well, if you ever go to Puerto Rico, and I'm sure they have it in other places where there is Bioluminous Bay, go check it out. They take you on a on a kayak tour. Um, okay. Yeah. It it was it's fun to just jump in the water. But now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, I don't know. If, like maybe that 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 um that little um I don't know, chemical on your brain that tells you, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, that as you get older, it kind of like amplifies, like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh -huh. <laughs> then, I love that, man. Getting on the water at night. Um, it was pretty awesome, but yeah, I, I used to be so scared of the water until I started scuba diving. Um, and then I kind of like broke free of that, um, fear because once I started scuba diving, then I realized there was nothing to be afraid of, you know, where you can't see what's underneath you, you're afraid of it. But once I started scuba diving and I look what's underneath, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing for me to be pretty scared of. So that kind of helped me a lot Yeah. Uh, when it comes to, um, you know, to approach it, I get um, getting into the water and all that, especially growing up in a Caribbean island. But good stuff, man. Now, Kaylin, I've had you for almost an hour. I know you're a busy guy. Um, you, you had a busy day at, at, at your work today, and I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to get my audience to get to know Kaylin Johnson a little bit more. So let me ask you for a series of kind of rapid questions, kayak fishing related. Most of it, yeah. some of it uh, more personal, but uh, you ready? Let's go. Okay, first one, I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say. 
I always ask my guests, if you can't be bass fishing, if you're not allowed to bass fish anymore for whatever reason, what fish would you target? I'm assuming it's going to be redfish, but I'll let you, let you answer it. Red Bam. Fish. Redfish. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> what, if you had to decide, you had to give up one for the rest of your life, which one would you give up? Redfish or bass fish? For the rest of my life? Yeah. I would give, give up redfish because you have more opportunities in more you know, lakes and stuff throughout the world. You can go all throughout the whole world and bass fish almost. Can't do yeah, that with anyway. redfish. You ever ever thought about going to, I know I've heard Japan has great bass fishing. I've heard, and I've never done it, but I heard Africa has amazing bass fisheries. I, I heard know, that one too. One part of Africa, I think it's South Africa. That's what I, I know, heard. Uh, Brazil has peacock bass, which is not actually bass, but for whatever reason we call it bass. Have you ever had that thought of just going, um, you know, internationally and fish for bass, whether it's peacock? Oh, yeah. Other? It's definitely on my bucket list to do. Nice. What, what would be your first one on your bucket list to go? Um, I would say I would say it would be um, Brazil and peacock then Africa. Bass? Yeah. Nice. I forgot. Yeah, I would love to go to Africa. I've heard that's huge bass. Not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. I've been meaning to get somebody from Africa who kayak fish to come to the podcast and kind of me being an ignorant American that doesn't know much about other countries because I'm visualizing Nile crocodiles like you see National Geographic taking zebras down, hippos, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it how it goes. But my mind just like, oh man, it's people fishing with, you know, Hippos and crocodiles and yeah. water buffaloes, or is it just like your regular? Yeah, that's going you to, know, Those Lake things are, are very mean. Yeah, I can see that. But okay, so continuing on, uh, if you have one lure for bass fishing, you can only fish one lure. What would that lure be? If I can only fish one lure, it would be. Uh, hmm. I will go with a spinnerbait. Spinnerbait. Trailer or yeah. no trailer? Uh, that would all depends. But just to keep it simple, I will go with no trailer. Any any particular brand of spinnerbait that you like? You prefer? Um, no, I don't have no particular brand. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of different brands that I like. Uh, I like Humdinger, which is um, that's a, a local brand that we have down here, and um, I think it's called. Terminator, the Terminator uh, uh, spinnerbait. The, I, I really like that one. So awesome. Um, favorite rod, reel, and line setup. Um, I like to go with the medium heavy action. Um, if I'm flipping or throwing like a um spinnerbait or a crankbait or whatever, um, I'll I'll go with fluorocarbon line. Um, but if I'm flipping around like grass, heavy grass, I'll go with the, with straight braid. So I'll, I'll be flipping with straight braid with heavy uh, grass or I'll throw, um, uh, top water frog or a uh, buzz bait or something like that. Um, so yeah, the uh, the real, I would go with, um, as we talking about like speed wise. So what real would you use? If you only, if you only have one setup to use. Yeah, like um i will go with the the hamar um s plus from six gill fishing um it's, it's built for salt water i mean you can use it in fresh water but it's just it's built it's built very very strong and i will go with a seven to one gear ratio nice um what has been your personal best let me ask this is going to be a two-part question personal best in bass and personal best in red oh uh, go with weight or length whatever you you um personal best with redfish um i don't know offhand i know around it, it's it's in a 40 inch club for sure nice. out nice. of a kayak um and out of a bass my biggest bass was six pounds nice yeah not bad that's my and length bass. you remember in length by any chance uh length no i don't remember length it was somewhere in the 20s of course but i don't remember yeah i would imagine six pounds be less than trying to be a football basketball yeah. <laughs> more, yeah. than, more than anything um 
what uh i forgot what was the next question i got caught up in that um what's your favorite snack to take out in the water with you when you're kayak fishing uh beef jerky beef jerky any yep. particular no brand no, no no particular brand i just love my beef jerky beef jerky I think you got caught up. You got caught oh, up. I said uh, beef jerky and uh, almonds. I love almonds. Almonds? Yeah. Man, you would get thirsty, wouldn't you? <laughs> salted almonds? I know. Or just straight up. <laughs> Lightly I'll salted. I've been like five times <laughs> an hour. <laughs> might take those snacks. <laughs> um, what has been your. if? Okay, let me ask you this. If you had one person, um, whether a person that's alive or a person that's no longer with us. And I, and I'm, I can already think of what you would answer, but if you have one chance one day to fish with one person, who would that person be? If I had one chance to fish with one person, um, I would have to say uh, my late uncle who passed away two years ago that was that he was one of the one of my uncles that taught me how to fish at a young age so that was my fishing buddy um and he passed away two years ago in september nice well did you get to fish with him a lot oh yeah oh yeah definitely more like yep. saltwater fishing or freshwater fishing no he 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 was uh responsible for my my freshwater teachings so my, oh, my nice. sakale crappie uh bluegill and bass and stuff like that yep awesome well Kaylin, thanks again for joining us man I, i've kept you for an hour here and i did and again i appreciate you taking the time i wanted to give you a couple of minutes um or as long as you need to first of all plug in you know where can people follow you i know we already mentioned it but we want to remind everybody we can follow you on any social media or um a channel that you have also if you want to thank any family members um companies to sponsor you or organizations that help you out just anybody you want to uh, do a shameless plug go ahead um uh well you can follow me on uh instagram and youtube like i said earlier um my name's kaylin johnson um my brand is kdj fishing so on youtube and instagram if you type in kdj fishing um you'll see me pop up um i would love, love to thank my family and my friends for just um their support and believing in me um and also want to thank all my sponsors uh i i'll probably be missing a couple if i sit here and try to name them all but um bass pro shops Dakota lithium sit skill fishing um exotic high performance rods um uh teresa king um lost lawyer service uh 95 product seasoning um john carey incorporation um livingston um who else um and i think that maybe oh and catch i can't forget my catch um they've been a great support as well so uh, like i said i might be leaving a couple of people out but um i want to thank all of them all my sponsors for because if it wasn't if it wasn't for them um I, i wouldn't be able to travel and fish these tournaments uh because as you already know gas is high so yeah If you want to put, if you want to get in a tournament fishing, you need to have sponsors that's going to support you with uh, finances. You have to, because that's the only way. Unless you know, hey, if you're rich or if you got money to play with, that's fine. But <laughs> yeah. I like my money, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I appreciate the uh, the finance support that I get from some of my sponsors to allow me to get out and travel from state to state. So, yeah, man, and notice you have both endemic and non-endemic meaning uh companies that are actually not directly um uh involved with fishing that still sponsors you and again i want to reiterate that to my audience you know do you caitlin's approach to fishing is help other people you know be be that bridge that helps other people um get into kayak fishing and don't worry too much about you know you know Don't worry too much about your legacy as far as trying to be this superstar, but just put your most of your energy, create that balance and try to help out other people, communities. That's the way, the right way 
the organic way and the one that's going to give you sponsorship, you know, yep. in, in, in lasting um, sponsorship. So shout out to you again, Halen, for what you do, your approach to fishing. I think it's important. I think you're doing, um, making strides in the kayak fishing community, um, in fishing in general, helping out people from all ages, um, people that reach out to you and um, like myself, they wanted to, you know, um, uh, kind of share your experience in your life with other people. Um, that's something that that I think it's cannot be uh, understated. And we appreciate you. We're blessed to have you in the kayak fishing community, Caitlin. We wish you the best moving forward, both in your tournament career, um, in your content creation, um, in your growth of your channel, you know, the hunt, you know, and the uh, approach of trying to get more sponsorship to help you with the offset the cost of the great content that you bring. Uh, before I let you go, though, anything that people can look forward to that's coming down to the pipelines for KJ, KDJ Fishing? Um, I have a bunch of things in the works, honestly. Uh, nothing specific, but uh, just be on the lookout for more uh, inspiring and motivating content um, and, and things of that nature. So it'd be some good stuff. Thank you again, Kaylin. Again, one of the perks of having this podcast is getting to know people like Kaylin, great people that really do put the kayak fishing community um, as part of their life and, and help them grow. So again, for everybody that's listening, hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope it means a lot to you. Like it meant a lot to me to have Kaylin on. Remember, if you're going to be out on the water and you're going to be having a couple of beers, just drink responsibly. You know, let your families know where you're going to be. If you're going to be by yourself, where your PFTs, go check out my sponsor, go to DouglasOutdoors.com to check out their full lineup of LRS, X Matrix, and Fly Fishing Broth. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. And uh, that's it. Peace and love.